Welcome to the Mom on Purpose podcast. I'm Laura Johnson, and I'm here to teach you how to get out of your funk, be in a better mood, play more with your kids, manage your home better, get your to-do list done, and live your life on purpose. With my proven method, this is possible for you, and I'll show you how. You're not alone anymore. We're in this together. Hello, this is Laura Johnson. Welcome back to the Mom on Purpose podcast. Uh, I'm hoping that you had a great time listening to yesterday's episode. Uh, If you did, please leave a comment or a review and let me know how it's going as you're practicing the skill of celebrating yourself. Again, that's such an essential thing for every single one of us to learn. It is a very distinct skill that we have to develop. And as we develop that, everything becomes so much easier and you start living your life on purpose as you're developing that skill. So I hope you had a great time learning about that. If you haven't listened to it yet, go back and listen to yesterday's episode. So today we are talking about something that's near and dear to my heart, and that is making peace with the life that you have right now. So um, as always, we're going to start with a little game on how you know this podcast episode is for you. So the first thing is if you compare the hard things in your life to other people, meaning you have a belief that your life is harder because X, Y, and Z, Uh, your kids act out more, your husband works more, your house is dirtier, you have more stuff than someone else, you know, whatever that is. And then you start arguing for those things. Meaning when somebody is telling you something good in your mind, you're already thinking, yeah, well, that's great for them, but I can't do that because of this thing. You also know that this podcast episode is for you is if you get on social media and you get really discouraged by it. Not only are you getting discouraged by the way people look, but also the things that they're doing or accomplishing in their life and that they're posting about. And when that, when you see that, and when you start getting discouraged by it, there's a couple things that you find yourself doing. The first is again, you start arguing for your limitations. You start arguing like, well, that's great that she did that, but that doesn't work for me because of this. Or you start downplaying their success and you start making up stories about how their life probably isn't that perfect. Like, you know, their kid it is really tricky. And you know that maybe they've had some marital problems in the past. And so even though they're, they're posting this highlight reel, you know, behind the scenes that their life isn't that perfect. You know, these are the stories that you're making up in your mind as you're downplaying their success when you're feeling discouraged as you're on social media. And then after you spend time on social media, you find yourself eating junk food, drinking more, binging on shows, staying up way too late, and then the next morning getting mad at yourself for doing that because you're exhausted and you don't want to get out of bed when your alarm goes off, when your kids wake you up, when it's time to get up and get ready and you're just feeling sluggish during the day. 
all of these are examples of things that I've done, (laughs) things that I watch my clients do as well. So I wanted to share a little bit, uh, just a a short story with you about when I really started noticing this pattern in my own life and how I was very disconnected with the life and the circumstances of my life. And I was very frustrated with it and what I did about it. So after I had my second baby, it was a very challenging year for our family. Uh, I struggled with postpartum depression very bad. Uh, She would be what the doctors classified as a purple crier, which means she cried consistently four to six hours every single day, months on end, okay? And my husband at the time was was working a lot. He had some uh, a really big project he had at work. He is a CPA. He was in a large public accounting firm. Uh, we were in the middle of busy season. And then problems continued with one of his specific clients. So it was not uncommon for him to get home anywhere between midnight and 3 a.m. That was kind of the norm of, of what was happening. In addition to that, my son had fallen, had needed surgery and pins put in his arm. He was little, he couldn't move. And he was just a, he was just a hard kid. And at the time, you know, he's since been diagnosed with autism, but at the time, None, I, I didn't know any of that. I just knew that he was different than some of my friends' kids, and it was really frustrating. And I made up a lot of stories about how I was a bad mom because I couldn't get him to behave like other children. Okay, so all of these things kind of came together in this, this perfect storm within my life and within my brain. But also at the time, I had... It was like something felt off in my life, like God was starting to call me to something. And it, it, it was almost painful to to push aside. And, and I didn't mean to ignore it. I just couldn't quite know like the words that I could put to describe what I was feeling inside. I just knew that I felt kind of disconnected and I couldn't figure it out. But at the same time, like things were really hard in our life and I couldn't, I couldn't see how all the pieces of the puzzle put together. So when I started seeing people do things that, that deep in my heart, I I wanted to do actually, like it, it became very challenging. And so I would start arguing for my limitations. It's not my time. It's not my season. Um, you know, and there were other things that were like really challenging. You know, my grandma was declining at the time. Uh, my mom had started a new job. My in-laws were out of state, you know, all of these things kind of came together. And so when I started to see other people accomplishing things, I started making up stories on why they could do that. Oh, they have more help with their kids. Oh, their kids are better behaved. Oh, their house isn't as old and they don't have as many things to fix. Or maybe their yard isn't as big and my yard's bigger and I have to maintain it. Or, you know, even to the point, and I remember having this thought, I'm like, oh, their dog's easier. My dog sheds a lot more. And so I have more work with my dog. Like literally coming up with all of these things within my head on why my life was so hard. And then I would go on social media and then I would continue to see them doing these things. And I would get more and more discouraged about the life that I had and how I couldn't figure out how to move forward because of these limitations. 
And then at night I would drown my sorrows. I would completely numb it out by going more on social media and getting even more discouraged or eating more junk food or, or spending more time on Netflix and watching all of the shows and all of the series and all of that. And then hating my life the next day because I was so unbelievably tired. But at night, I would repeat that process because I didn't want to go to bed. I didn't want to face the next day. This all, and just to be clear, you know, I'm showing you the, the hard things that were going on in my life and in my brain. But overall, I had a really good life. I had the things that I had once dreamed about, the marriage, the house, the dog, the kids, those were things that I had longed for, for, for so many years, but I couldn't enjoy those things because I hadn't made peace with the hard parts of my life and, and the way I was thinking about those hard parts. And so there was this really huge disconnect that was happening and I couldn't figure out how the pieces of the puzzle all fit together. So as, as I, as I teach you more about this and as we go through, you know, how I made peace with all of that, I really want you to take these lessons for yourself. Last week I talked about, you know, being able to be a mom on purpose, like living our life on purpose. There's always three phases that we come back to. There's the discover, the achieve, and the embrace phase. So what we're talking about today is the very introduction to the discover phase. And this is when we start to recognize what reality is and what is our perceived reality. I had very distinct things as part of my reality, but the way that I was living within that, the the perceived reality that I had, I was making things even harder for myself without even realizing it. And, And that's not to say that that things can't be hard. That's not to say we live in this happy, positive, um, you know, there's the, like the cat, like the cliche phrase that people say, you know, I'm doing air quotes. You can't see me, but, um, toxic positivity. You know, I didn't live in some like rainbows and daisies place as I started doing the essential work on these things. But what I did do was I started to recognize the way my brain was working against me in some of these hard parts of my life and then making cognitive decisions, like actual decisions, if I wanted to continue to stay that way, or if there were things I wanted to change. And so this is that first introduction into the discover phases is making peace with your life right now. This is going to change as you move forward through the other phases. So the first thing I wanted to introduce, um, It's just the difference between what is our our reality and what is our perceived reality. Okay. And so I'm going to call those like the circumstances of our lives, which is our reality versus our perceived reality, which is the way we're thinking about those circumstances. So when I say a circumstance, what I'm talking about is the neutral fact of our life. It's very, um, it, it sounds like the way my husband described it once is it sounds very watered down, like it's very basic. Okay. That's the circumstance or the fact of our life. And then there's the way we think about that fact. So a very simple example, the weather could be 34 degrees outside. That would be the fact or the circumstance. And then 
me personally, I have a thought that that's really cold and I don't like the cold. So then that's the thought where my perceived reality is like, oh, it's so cold outside. Okay. There is nothing wrong with the way that we're thinking. And I want to make that very clear. We can think any way that we want. And the point is not to live in this this neutral place all the time where we're just living in the circumstances. The thoughts and the way we think make our lives come alive. And it, it it makes our reality so much more enjoyable. So the whole point of doing this exercise, separating circumstances from the way that we're thinking, the point of that is to see the patterns and the way that our brain works. So when we start looking at those patterns, we can start making logical decisions on if we like the way we're currently thinking about something, or if we want to start changing it, or if we just want to own it and be okay with it. Okay. So when we're looking at these patterns and and deciding if we want to change them or to own them, again, that's where we get to start making those decisions. So for me, as I started looking at this and I started separating what was my reality versus my perceived reality, what I realized is that no matter what I had a belief that my life was hard, didn't matter. It was like, Those were my rose colored glasses that I put on and I could turn anything into somehow how it was hard for me. Okay. So a couple examples, if my daughter at the time she slept through the night, so she was one, she would wake up, you know, probably five times in a night. So if she slept through the night, the next morning I'd have a thought on, oh, that's so rare. That will probably never happen again. I will make it really hard for me the next day because I was always prepping for the next time she was going to wake up instead of enjoying or just making peace with the fact that I got one night where she didn't wake up. Another example is I remember when my husband got promoted in this public accounting firm. And I remember having the thought of like, oh, that's great for him, but that means it's going to be more work for me. He's probably going to work more hours. So instead of enjoying the fact that he was going to be making a little more money, which helped with our finances as a family, I was still frustrated. I was still making like my life is still hard. Uh, Another one was, (laughs) I remember doing this. Okay. These are all examples coming from my life. I remember really wanting to lose some weight. You know, I had had a baby. It had been, you know, about like 10 months since I had had her. And I thought, yeah, you know, I I think I'm ready. I'm in a spot where I want to lose some. And I would lose a few pounds. And you know what I would think instead of, and this is why, you know, I teach you the skill of celebration because I never knew how to do it for myself. So instead of celebrating myself for being able to focus on my health and being able to care for my body in a very healthy way, I thought, oh, I was probably just constipated and now I'm not. And so tomorrow it's all going to be back. (laughs) I just literally would take anything and I would turn it into something about how my life was so hard. And so when I started to learn about the difference between my reality and my perceived reality, my circumstances versus my thought, what I started to see was I, I could spot this pattern that I had in my brain and that I could make a decision on whether or not I wanted to change this, but I could do it from a place of not having to believe it. I didn't have to go into it and think, okay, yeah, my life is actually really hard. And I would start to spiral around it. 
Instead, I could take a step back and think, okay, here's my brain. It's doing its thing again. How do I want to address this right now? And it it allowed me to step back without having my entire body feeling so triggered by the experience of it. And that's when I started making peace with my life. And that's when I started, instead of arguing for my limitations, I was able to see it as this is just the way my life is. God knew my life would be this way. And now what do I want to do knowing that this is my life? And so that's where like being able to spot this pattern in every single one of our brains is so beneficial for us. So there is what I teach my clients, a three-tier approach to determining if something is a circumstance or a fact, or if it's the way I'm thinking about it or a thought. So the three things that I teach them, and I'm going to tell you what they are first, and then I'll go back and talk about them. The first one is it can be proven in a court of law. That's how you know something's a circumstance. The second one is everyone in the world is going to agree. The third one is it creates a neutral feeling inside your body, meaning your body isn't emotionally charged around it, positive or negatively emotionally charged around it. Okay, so again, this is how we start to see the patterns of our brain as we start to separate what is a circumstance. So when I'm talking about, is it proven in a court of law? Now, I know we can get into like depth, like very deep into this. (laughs) I don't want to do that. We're just going to use this as very high level, simple for our brain. If you are a lawyer and you are listening to this, I know there's so many more details that can go into this. For me, for us, for all of us listening, we're just going to keep this very high level. Can it be proven in the court of law? Did somebody die and you have a death certificate? Can you take in um, a thermometer and show, you know, the temperature outside? Can you record the amount of times your child woke up in a night? That kind of thing. Okay. So we can document things, you know, is there a document or can we document something to show someone else? The second is everyone in the world agree. Okay. So maybe you know, when you're looking at something like your weight, you might have a thought that I'm overweight, but your overweight might be different than someone else's overweight. So the circumstance would be I weigh X pounds. That could be proven in a court of law. Everyone can agree because you can stand on a scale. Everybody can see it. Everyone can agree. Very different than I'm overweight. Not everybody will agree that you are overweight. That is a thought that we are having. And three, does it create a neutral feeling for you? Now, there will be times where you can prove something, um, everybody can agree, but it is so emotionally charged for you, it will be very difficult to have a conversation about it. Even it, And it may not be so emotionally charged. Maybe you just feel like a shift in your body when you start to talk about it. It's okay that that happens. But when we have these emotions tied into these, these circumstances, being able to separate our thoughts from it, again, gives us the chance to see how we are talking and how we're experiencing life. It's just a way to see our patterns. Again, there's nothing wrong with having thoughts. It's nothing, there's nothing wrong with, with having beliefs and 
all of these things about our circumstances, we just use it as a way to see our patterns and to see the way our brain is working. The point of our lives is not to live in a neutral place. We will always experience a whole range of emotions. They're they're very cyclical. We'll talk about that next time. And that's okay. That's okay for us to feel that whole range of emotions. Now we get to start seeing and understanding that range of emotions by understanding the way our brain is working. So when I started doing this for myself and and I really wanted to separate a couple things out, you know, what was circumstance, what was thought, I looked at the thought, like my, my husband works a lot. And at the time, and again, these are examples, you know, from, from many years ago, this was the very first time I was learning this work. And what I got to was, okay, could that be proven in a court of law? Maybe like, maybe I could document how many hours he's working and maybe I could get people to agree that he works a lot. Would everybody in the world agree? Again, that that could be a maybe, you know, I could show them all the hours that he was working and the amount of time he was sleeping and it wasn't very much sleep. So maybe people would work, but maybe not. Maybe there was somebody else in the world that's working three jobs that could be working more than my husband and they work a lot. Okay. So that's where I started playing around with it in my brain. This is only an activity for you. It's not to, you know, go and prove to the world how hard things are. It's just for you to start experimenting in your own mind. The third thing, you know, was, was it neutral when I said my husband worked a lot? The answer was a big fat no. Like that one got to, that one got me very clearly. Like I knew instantly that I was exasperated every single time I believed my husband worked a lot. So what I got to were the exact hours that he worked. He worked from 8 a.m. to 10 p.m. or 8 a.m. to 2 a.m., you know, whatever that was. And suddenly I had this shift in my body. It went from like exasperated to almost like, okay, now what do I want to do about it? Like those are his hours. Okay, perfect. Now I can be in charge of what I choose to believe and think and do during those, during those times. Same thing. Like at the time, my daughter was waking up about five times during the night, you know, that could be proven in a court of law. I could document other people might agree when I said she woke up at this time, this time, this time, you know, all of that. I felt different instead of my, my daughter always wakes up, you know, again, it was like the exasperated, like feeling that total exhaustion and frustration mixed together instead of like, okay, she woke up at these times. Now what? I might be tired today and that's okay. I'll do something to compensate for it. Uh, I'll have a, a caffeinated drink or I will take a nap during the day. Okay. Those are my choices that I'm going to make. Same thing with like the postpartum depression. It was a, it's very real. Instead of thinking about it as something that was wrong with me, I looked at it. All right. This is the way my brain works. Now, what tools do I want to take out of my toolbox to address the depression that I had? So being able to do this is how I first started discovering my brain, how I started to learn the patterns. And this allowed me to step outside of my life is so hard, the belief that I had to this is my life. Now, what do I want to do about it? 
And that was the first transition to where I started making peace with who I was and started making peace with the circumstances that we had as a family. This made all the difference as I started to listen to the promptings and the whisperings that God was placing in my heart. I I knew my life would not look like other people, but instead of being discouraged by that, I felt empowered by that, that I would be able to learn and do and experience my life in the way that I was meant to. It looks different for every single person, but the more that we make peace with our life, the more we can start to live it on purpose because we're not angry and discouraged by it. We are embracing and loving and living on purpose in this life that we've been given. So I hope that this has given you some tools for today so that that whatever you are experiencing, you can go and make peace right now and really take time to do this work for yourself. You know, if you've got some questions about it, reach out to me. I would be happy to answer this for you. Next time, we're going to talk a little bit more in depth about the way our brain thinks and how to start working with our brain to change that. But before we get there, I wanted to lay this groundwork um, so that you can get that relief and that peace today. I hope that you have enjoyed this. I look forward to talking with you tomorrow. Have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening. Please share, review, and subscribe to this podcast so that together we can live life on purpose.